0: And they need some really big rings, they need some really nice things, better be coming with no strings, better be coming with no strings, we need some really nice
1: things, we need some really big rings, I got a really big team. They Welcome
0: Pewter really Report readers team. and listeners really to another edition rings. of the Pewter really Report nice Podcast be energized no by Celsius. I am John Leggert from PewterReport.com. Really nice we got a little really three-man things. show today I here really on the Pewter Report Podcast. JC Allen is down there at the bottom of your screen. Matt Matera is to the other side of me. I don't know which side it is, depending on how people... Well, wait, I guess it would just be my left, your, their right. That's Matt yeah. Matera over there. Whoever, wherever you're looking, that's Matt Matera everywhere you look. And today we have an awesome show lined up for you guys. We are. I'm, I'm excited about this because this idea just popped in my head the other day and I was like, man, this would be kind of a cool show. We are going through the 10 bucks that each of us would protect in the event of an NFL expansion draft it were to happen. This is, of course, stemming off of last night's NHL expansion draft with the Seattle Kraken. And so we are kind of getting into that same mode now, looking at it through an NFL lens. So pretty excited about today's show. Uh, Matt, we'll jump over to you first before we plug our our friends and our partners over at Celsius, as we always do. But thoughts on the, the format today and how hard it was to formulate these lists.
2: I thought it was fun coming up with it. You know, I, I like all these different hypothetical things that you can get into before training camp really starts getting hot and heavy, especially here in Tampa. It's really damn hot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there's a lot of guys that kind of a no brainer. But I think as the list you get later, seven through ten, there's a lot of, oh, I want to keep this guy, but I just I just can't justify it. So it right. was fun to get creative
0: with it. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a good time. Josh, did you have any challenges as you put together this list?
1: You know, with the, with having first and second year players protected, it made it a little bit easier for me to formulate my list. But I'll tell you, there's one or two names on here that people are going to be like, what? You let this
0: person off? Are you serious? So get ready to call. Oh, I saw I saw your list, buddy. Are you let you, me do my him. list? <laughs> i saw him because i had to load the gra- I had to get all the graphics yes, situated uh, for today but
1: you wanted to that people might think of uh how did you not leave this guy on here
0: hey look it's gonna be a fun show we're gonna get after each other a little bit as all the best peter report podcast shows always have a little bit of that uh but we got to talk about our friends before we do anything we got to talk about our friends over at celsius celsius man they power active lives every day with essential functional energy they just do great stuff these pr- these uh energy drinks man The fact that they taste as good as they do are as good for you as they are and don't have the drop-off that you get from other energy drinks, it's awesome. Uh, I think it's a game-changer type of drink. Check it out, no sugar, but unbelievable taste. Lots of great stuff for you in there and it gives you that boost that you need to start your day. So we are pumped and excited that Celsius is our title sponsor, as we always are. What I need people to do is keep telling me your favorite flavors, letting us know what your favorite flavors are, because we need to see kind of where the popular consensus is. And I think some polls we had recently really helped, but keep letting us know what you've been drinking, what you've been trying lately out of the Celsius brands. We are all about the tropical vibe right now. Oh yeah. Feeling the tropical vibe. It is one of the best flavors out there for sure. So go to Celsius.com, find that, use that store locator to find the stores near you. And yeah, I think you're going to see that you're going to really enjoy Celsius and get a little boost from it that you need, especially for your workouts as well. So it's great stuff and you can also check out uh, the banner ads on peterreport.com to get to the celsius as well. Okay guys, we got these teams that we've worked on diligently but before we get to them, these 10 these list of 10 predicted bucks that each of us have, before we get to those, I need to point out something a couple of little news elements that came out today. Number 1 is the bucks have placed uh wide receiver John Franklin on the pup list and cornerback Chris Wilcox the 7th round pick. Um I don't have a lot to say about this, uh, but with three of us on the show, I know we'll keep things moving, but Franklin definitely was going to be a long shot anyway. It's pretty concerning that his knee injury from last year mm-hmm. is still kind of caught. He was, didn't, didn't do anything in rookie minicamp, didn't do anything in, mini, in regular minicamp, mandatory minicamp. And so, yeah, his situation remains kind of a pretty blurry one in terms of his future with the Bucs right now. Um, and then obviously Wilcox, that's a lot of competition for CB five. I think he was already a little behind the eight ball. He's got to get back out there. The other thing, Matt, we've got some changes to the protocols as well. You banged out a great story uh, for Pro, for Peter Report uh, just a second ago, but uh, we've got uh, you why don't you update everybody kind of on what you've been researching there on that? and as you've seen that the NFL's come out with a new list of protocols and some things for the some stipulations and rules for the NFL season.
2: Yeah. So Tom Palacero from the NFL Network, he reported it before that the NFL pretty much is is mandating this rule. They informed all 32 teams. As you know, last year, playing through COVID, there was a lot of times during the season where uh, COVID had spread through the locker room and they had to cancel games, reschedule games. I know the Steelers got hit pretty bad with it, whether it was like the team they were playing, had they had to rearrange everything. And because of that, last season was the first time I think in NFL history that NFL game was played on every single day of the week. Cause they just, mm-hmm. that was the only way they could go about it. So this year, the NFL informed teams that if there is a COVID spread in the locker room that came from a player that is not vaccinated again, not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And there's a COVID spread in the locker room. If they're unable to reschedule the game in this 18 week season, the team that had the player that spread the whole COVID, that team will have to forfeit the game. It'll go as a loss on their uh, win loss record. Obviously, that affects big things for the postseason, especially for those teams in the wild card race down the road. The team that uh, had to forfeit the game, they're also subject to a fine by the NFL. And then also, both teams, they will not get paid for not playing that week. So
0: yeah, that is crazy to me. Can we just focus on the last part? How does the team that, so a team has an outbreak, right? That another team plays them. How does the team that has the outbreak, like the team that was scheduled to play against the team that has the outbreak, how do they get hit for it? Those guys don't get a Right. It doesn't make any sense why they they should penalize
2: for it. It's like if you and your sibling, you know, if one of your siblings got in trouble and then like, because of that, you got in trouble as well. And it's like, well, they did it. I didn't do it. Why am I getting in trouble for this? Yeah. It seems like, I don't know. Sometimes the NFL can kind of just mandate what they want to do and there's not much anyone can really say or feels, do like, to they're, a, to feels fight like they're you against are, it. So yeah.
0: feels like they're overthinking things a bit. Josh, glad to have you back, man. You okay? I don't know <laughs> what happened there, but yeah, I mean,
1: players are already signing off. Matt Judon had some colorful words mm-hmm. about it and Andre DeAndre, Hopkins.
0: Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins
1: came out and said he's questioning his NFL career. So huge moves and
0: obviously we know how Cole Beasley feels about it. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, no reason to comment further there, but yeah, no, I I completely agree with you guys. It's gonna be there's gonna be ripple effect uh, of all this stuff for sure, and we'll see what the we'll see especially within the box what the response is. We I don't think we've seen any Buccaneers uh, respond yet, so we'll have to. They're a little uh, busy. They're a
2: little yeah, busy. Tonight. They're
0: a little busy. Yeah, tonight's uh, oh yeah, it's Ring Day. We should mention right. that too. Bucks are getting uh, those Super Bowl rings. You know, I think somebody mentioned was it you, Matt, that mentioned that in some places the media get rings too. You know, when they went, I don't remember who it was that mentioned it, but. I mean, if they'd like to throw some more away, I, you know, it's fine with me. I, yeah. I wouldn't say no. Wouldn't, wouldn't say no to that. I'll just, take, right.
1: I'll just take a picture and, and you know, the, the gem count and stuff like that right now, just to get that out there first. Yeah. that's Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah let's see what this thing looks like, but that should be fun tonight. It's going to be a private event, but I think we'll get some pictures leaking out of there. And I know the Bucks will be all over it from their social media accounts as well. So there'll be good, uh, good images and hopefully we'll get a chance to see those rings that the players are getting. I'm sure they're pretty sweet. So all right, let's get into these teams. We've we've decided, again, if you're just jumping in and you were joining the podcast a couple minutes late, that's okay. We've decided to go forward with the idea of if there was an NFL expansion draft and each team could protect 10 players, who would we protect from the box? Each of us have made our own list. Scott has also made a list. Paul Atwal, Jack Barrett, our contributors, they've made a list as well. So we've gotten kind of a wide variety of different perspectives here. There's one rule that we put in place. The NHL has it: if you've played two years, or if you made your pro debut like two years in advance or less, then you don't have to be protected. So I don't know what Lightning player that applied to. I know for the Penguins, they didn't have to protect John Marino; he played two years. With the NFL, oh, we yeah. tweaked it a little bit. We made it like one year of experience in rookies. So the 2020 class and the 2020, well, the sorry, the 20 yeah, the 2020 class and the 2021 class. Did not need to be protected, which means Tristan Wirfs, Antoine Winfield, Tyler Johnson, Joe Tryon, Kyle Trask, uh, Robert Hansey, Jalen Darden, none of those guys needed to be protected uh, in this list. Those guys are already safe. So (laughs) knowing that going in, that made it a little bit easier, didn't it? Knowing that going in, here's Scott's. Let's just rip on Scott first. Let's see if, first of all, let's see if Scott and I have anything different. I don't know if we do. Scott and I might be pretty similar. He protects Brady, obviously, Vita Vea. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are must. I feel like, then you move into that gray area. Okay, who are you gonna protect of the of the offensive lineman? Right, I mean, a lot of good players. Obviously, stunned Scott protected Donovan Smith over Ryan Jensen. What are your thoughts on that, Matt Matera?
2: Well. Uh, other than the order that Scott has, everyone, I pretty much have the same list in terms of the players on the list. So I'm totally in agreement with Scott about having Donovan Smith on the, le- uh, on the list. I mean, offensive tackle is one of the most important positions in the NFL, especially left tackle. You got to have someone you can rely on to be protecting Tom Brady's blind side. So I think it's important. You got to think. And I think that's the the big thing with this. Creating this list is the criteria of, I know for me, I tried to balance it with long-term future for the Buccaneers, also mixed with immediate impact for this season. So if another team came in and took Donovan Smith, you got Josh Wells as your starting left tackle, unless they decide to move over Tristan Wirfs from the right to the left side. I think that's a huge impact for the Bucs if they didn't have a guy like Donovan Smith right there. You got to have your main left tackle on this team, so I thought it was a I thought it was a smart move to to keep Donovan Smith. I know he's had his, his ups and downs, but right now he's trending upward without question. So I, I think it was important to get him on the list. And I do agree that he he kind of falls into that eight to ten range of he makes a list, but he's not priority number
0: one. JC, any hot takes here?
1: Uh, no, I mean I, I, Donovan Smith is a guy who I think uh, for all the reasons Matt just said. You know, you kind of have to have them. This was, you know, going into this season, right? And if someone drafts, if you protect Ryan Jensen and someone drafts Donovan Smith, then you're you're in some trouble there protecting Tom Brady's blindside, whoever the quarterback would be in their blindside if you didn't protect Tom Brady. And, um, you know, Jensen, I feel like while he's a great player, it might be easier to get by with a different center. Otherwise, I mean, you're looking at the list and you've got a good, good mix of youth, good mix of veterans and uh, some real building blocks to this foundation of the franchise.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Not too much to complain about here with Scott's list because he and I don't differ that much is where I'll start. And it sounds like Matt <laughs> doesn't either. Um, let's go. Okay. Well, let's go Paul and Jack first. Cause Paul and Jack aren't on the show either. Okay. So most we're seeing most of the same players. Now this is interesting. Paul has decided to protect Mike Edwards here. So, and Jamal Dean. So he is trying to, he is focusing on the secondary here. And who is he taking out? He's got Antonio Brown in the mix there. So he's got three different players than Scott had. He's got no Carlton? No Carlton That's Davis. Interesting. P- to protecting take Jamal, Jamal Dean. Dean. Interesting. Wow, All in Jamal the comments. And Mike so we, Edwards we, over w- yeah.
2: the number one corner on the team.
0: I agree. Maybe he sees a high ceiling with Jamal Dean here. And I admit that there is probably a sky high ceiling with Jamal Dean. I just don't know whether he'll figure it out or not. But Paul is in the comments, so he will have a chance to defend himself. Yeah, he said but right now this looks questionable. He said, caveat, my list was made to
1: preserve the best possible team for 2021. Age and contract no. rank accounted for.
0: That makes it worse. That makes it that <laughs> makes it <more> egregious. <laughs> <laughs> That then Carlton should be on here, right? I I think. Uh let's see. Okay, Devin White, Levante David, Vita is on here. Um, who else are we missing? Who Antonio Brown's on here, but we don't see, we see a lot less offensive linemen. Obviously, Werfs is already protected, but there's no, Ryan, there's no Ryan Jensen and there's no Donovan Smith in this situation. Oh. Um, let's see, who else are we? I feel like, what, what, let's pull up Scott's list again. He had, oh, Shaq, Shaq Barrett, Barrett. Shaq. right? No hey, Shack Barrett. Barrett that's yeah. No, no, he's got, no, no, sorry, that was oh, Scott's yeah. list. That's Scott's list. Now, this is it. Yeah, he didn't know Shaq Barrett in there. Oh, he's not defending himself right now. He is taking it on the chin right now. There's no defense for this. You can't you Paul, where are you?
1: We need you to comment. Yeah, I need a, I need a reason why Antonio Brown is protected. I know the contract yeah. is somewhat low, but if you're protecting Gowan and Evans as well, I mean
2: Right, and again, it, it and this is where it comes into long-term versus short-term. You might only have Brown for one year. You know, this could be his last season with the Bucs and then he cashes in and gets a big contract somewhere else. Do you really want to protect a guy that there's no guarantee he'll be here after one season when you already have two studs at the same position? And
1: if you're gonna if, if you're gonna protect a third pass catcher, I, I would think it would be at one of the tight ends, right? A Gronk or an OJ Howard. And for the people who are just coming in here, the fir- the last, um, last two years drafted players, so Winfield, Wirfs, and all this, this entire draft club yeah. does not need to be protected. I see some co- people in the comments going crazy. Well, I think, Paul know, I says he up it.
0: screwed up by missing Davis. So. I think it
2: made it tougher to come up with this list because Wirfs and Winfield were both protected. Because I think if they're not protected, they're automatically on that list. Spent, like No question, Kristen Wirfs is without a doubt on that list. So I think with them being protected, it made it, yes. it
0: possible it to get
2: more creative with it, it for sure.
0: Right. I And maybe I shouldn't have put that in there, but I, I I mean, that's how the NHL does it. So I don't think it's fair. And there's way more players on an NFL team. So it's obviously yeah. going to be harder already. I mean, still hard, but this is interesting. You know, he says he should have put Carlton in there. So maybe that even given that caveat, but it's interesting, he went right to Mike Edwards, right? I mean, if Mike Edwards can be like a ball hawk type of player, then I think it's a different story, right? Like that's, you know, I think like he, if he can create turnovers at the rate we saw last year when he was on the field, that's obviously... I understand it that part of it for sure. Some some people have asked about where's Werfs, where's just to keep reiterating for people. You don't have to do first and second, um, or, or sorry, rookies last and first two year draft players. Classes. Yeah, the last draft two class. draft classes don't need to be protected, like in the NHL. Like there, these guys are those guys are okay, so you didn't have to protect them. That made it oh, yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's he's out here defending the Antonio Brown move though, and I get it, like getting weapons for sure. But I think there's a point Matt has too that about the one year being there for for him, I think that that, that's what makes the Antonio Brown thing interesting, right? Because it's one year of Antonio Brown, plus there's this questionable everything within, who knows what's going to happen next with Antonio Brown. Um, Yeah, as much as I think, do I think he's a top 10 buck in terms of talent? Yes, and I wrote as much uh, in my last bucks briefing. Do I think he is a player I would protect? No, but I love the variety. Honestly, the variety is is making me, let's see what Jack has. All right, Jack. Are oh, okay. Donovan God- Smith, that Carlton Davis makes a return. Shaq Barrett makes a return to the list. Oh, he's got he's got Ron Gronkowski on Ooh, there, not Rob. Wow. Actually, this was Scott that made. Let's a let's six, not throw Jack Ron under the bus. Robert. Scott made these graphics. He put Ron Gronkowski.
1: Gronkowski. Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I'll literally read anything <laughs> that's on the teleprompter.
2: <laughs> that was good. That was good.
0: <laughs> Ron Gronkowski, though. Yeah, I mean, this version of Rob, you know, he's taking over the league. No, I get why Barrett would protect Ron Gronkowski. Rob, you know, he's getting a little bit old. I I don't know about him, but. No, seriously, he doesn't protect Ali Marpet. That's probably the biggest surprise, right? Marpet not on here, but Gronkowski is on here. And perhaps it's just viewing guard as replaceable or viewing the cap space you'd get from losing a Marpet long term cap space, you know, and and short term, you know, both um, from losing a Marpet may allow you to make moves and be more flexible. Maybe you add a guard that's cheaper and add another player at a position that you really would need, similar to how the NHL is kind of dealing with these. The, these moves and trying to leave big contracts available at times. I mean, I'm not saying I would do it, but... <laughs> I mean, does that make sense, Matt? Say the question again? I'm sorry. Like just, out just, with Al, no, just with Ali Marpet's situation, I th- him not being on this list, I just wonder if Ali Marpet not being on the list has something to do with the cap, right? I guess it could be... That could, could be, be that kind situation of a motivation
2: If you really... Positional value. That
0: much? I
2: Yeah, I just... Went more towards the side of, you know, importance to the team and things like that over, oh, how are we going to make the, you know, how are we going to make the the salary cap work? Because, again, in this hypothetical situation, you don't know which player they're taking off of the Bucs roster because they could end up taking a big chunk of salary where it doesn't hurt having Alley like that. I just think Allie is one of those guys. He's a cornerstone of the team. He's been through the bad times and now with the good times, he's a, a top tier offensive guard in this league. And I'm a firm believer of winning in the trenches and everything like that. I know you guys are too. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was very important to beef up the offensive line as much as you possibly can. And why not go with a guy that has been so consistent and so good for such a long time? You don't even need to think twice about him when he's out there because he's just been that good for the team.
0: This is an interesting comment here from Michael Henderson, and he says, if I was an expansion team, I would not be taking a player over 30. You are building the best proven veteran players who are going to want to stick for a few years. I kind of see it both ways, though. Like, yes, you want some younger players, but, like, there are some players who are so good, if they became available, you'd be crazy. You have to pick them up. Like, they immediately could make you a contender if you picked up a couple other good players. I mean, and, and imagine the start, you know, putting fans in the seat saying that a legend played for you. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying Brady, but like, you know, if somebody didn't protect Brady, like that could be, you know what I mean? Like there's that option that's in front of you. Pick up somebody like that. Your stadium's full. I mean, they, people think Brady can do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> and this I think is that's an interesting point.
2: About having a veteran presence on a team, like, for example, Joe Tryon, I think is going to benefit so greatly from, not just Shaq, but I really think JPP. Just that that fiery energy that JPP brings to the team. He's a he's a guy like obviously he didn't really make anyone's list, but he's a player where okay, yeah, he's over his thirties and he's getting up there in his career, mm-hmm. but he's still a player that brings so much value. Value just not on the field, but in the classroom. Just just having conversations with him and and just feeding off that energy. I think there's something to be said about. Yeah, he might. A player might be older, but he can help you out so quickly in more ways than one. I think is is definitely a big thing to look into.
0: It is. Uh, JPP would be an interesting study. He's might might be a player that I side more with Mike on because he has kind of outproduced most of his years uh, just in his stint in Tampa. The injury history, the age. He's one I could maybe stay away from, but at the same time, I see your point that you'd have a leader right away. You'd be able to develop your young guys. You'd be able to be competitive right away. And what? It's one year of his contract, so yeah there's a lot of ways to look at it but i do see michael's point and i think it's something we should consider on this even though there's a lot of perspectives uh to take on this team building thing okay so we've moved through those guys the people who aren't on the show now who wants to get their teeth kicked in from the people who are on the show <laughs> uh, josh do is up. taking notes do do that. That. let's do it here we go josh all right buddy all right buddy you'll see there's one player not on here that i think is pretty big deal what are we doing here, buddy? Where's Thomas?
2: Oh my god.
0: What are we doing here? And you're here? the New England guy. Oh so, my gosh, man.
1: So first of all, let me just, you know. What are you, Max Callerman? You think you want to win the flip? Super Bowl, buddy? <laughs> I, I I would love to win the Super Bowl, but I also have a, a Tom Brady who is a 44-year-old quarterback in a couple in a couple days here going on a new franchise. Well, yeah, it makes sense to grab a guy like Tom Brady, right? It makes sense to you know, fill the stands and bring people in. And, and this is the list that I protected them in as well from top to bottom. It, it makes a lot of sense, but if I'm Tom Brady, you're also dealing with the risk of does Tom want to go to a, a, an expansion team. Where is this expansion team playing? How far is it going to be from New York and his son? You know, there's a lot of factors that, that weigh into this. So I use my little Tom Brady retirement loophole here to say that Tom yeah. Brady's drafted from an expansion team that's going to be up in you know albuquerque new mexico as uh as the albuquerque rattlers or scorpions he's not going to want to go there and he'll just say you know what i've accomplished everything i'll just rather retire than go uproot my family and move on over to albuquerque you know all right but 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 (laughs) you could just have him on the box yeah like that you could just win the super bowl well that's what i'm saying i don't need to protect him he'll probably you think he's just to draft him i think i think he's undraftable but That's either way, game. you wouldn't have him on the box.
2: You could just protect him, and he'll be like, okay, I'm going to keep playing for the box. Yeah,
1: Yeah. well, I mean, I don't think a team's going to draft them to not to waste one of their spots when there's a plethora of – you've got Dean. There's got, no right, way. Who the the play, is the starting at quarterback? Kyle Trask? Blank Gabbert? Again, again, this is my thought process here. A, te- a young expansion team that knows Tom isn't going to want to go, who's probably going to get a message from Donnie saying, don't draft my client. He's going to retire if you draft him. And with the, still the ability to draft a guy like Jensen, <laughs> this, is, this is galaxy brain here. Dean Whitehead, Edwards, or Kappa would probably look to grab one of those guys, like a Dean, like a Edwards, and draft one of those guys instead of taking a risk on spending a valuable draft pick to start your franchise on a forty-four year old quarterback who may not even report to camp if you do draft him.
0: He just I, won. He's getting drafted, like. He I just won the it. Super Bowl. I, I don't think so. That's where I think. That's where I think you're cr- now. The retirement angle is fu- is humorous. I did not yeah. think about that. That's, that's that's funny. I didn't consider it part of the exercise, but I appreciate the creativity there. But if you don't think a fr- expansion franchise, if Tom Brady's available, they're, they have a full stadium year one, and they're probably competitive. And he doesn't hurt him. It's not like they don't have draft picks too. They can still draft a quarterback number one overall. Like, I just, I don't think. I just, I just think, and, and the comments are agreeing with me. I don't think they Tom, are not. There's no way.
1: Look at it right now, Tom. Who this says, man?
0: Commenters. Tom Brady says no. You know, I now, just, okay. Th- yeah, that part, I that part, yeah, I agree. I that just, part, I agree. If Tom Brady I, like literally was like, I'm gonna rather and that me. was my
1: whole thought process on this. Right? Was you know, Tom Brady wasn't going go anywhere. <laughs> Obviously, you know, he'd be protected on my list. But I just, you know. Just to switch it up a little bit because I knew everyone would have had Tom Brady on here. I figured alien as yeah, your I back
0: that. spice it up. Alien uh, mastodon as your back. Charlie wants you gone. <laughs> Jeez, Charlie. Geez, Charlie, Charlie. He said not protecting Tom. Tom is at, at Tampa Bay. Great, he's a Buccaneer. Great man. I mean, I mean, he's a future Ring of Honor member. Yeah, that was a, that. It's a hot one. It's a hot one. But I guess if you're considering he'd retire, if anybody offered, I, that's a that's a funny angle. That's okay, right. that's what I would. I mean, you guys don't think the same thing. You think Tom would get up and go move to Albuquerque, New Mexico? I probably. I there's no chance Tom Brady wouldn't be protected. So I I've never right. thought in, that.
1: Bro. in the scenario that he is in, especially no, probably knowing he's knowing
2: that he's probably be
0: there playing. for two, two seasons. knowing that he'll
2: be there for two years i think is big is a big change as well too because you know you're you got him for multiple years and you could probably convince him
0: to play that third year too
1: yeah you think tom brady's going to albuquerque
0: i think who said the franchise was in albuquerque yeah right i mean
1: where is the franchise gonna be
0: you think i don't know i think he's playing tom brady he goes out on his own terms he's not letting somebody else do it for him. he's going out and he's gonna say i'm playing i'm going out balling that's what you do and another and two like because
1: i looked at the roster too and i didn't i didn't put jensen on there because again another 10 million dollars for a 30 year old donovan player.
0: smith instead of a dead of jensen and you went sean murphy bunting instead of brady yes exactly right? i went all yeah right. that's that's exactly so you're a bit no all right now let's just let, sean murphy bunting's making his way out of this list so let's just talk about this for a second jc because. You might have been somewhere that you got a few pictures. You were hanging out with. Him. I mean, like, are we are we compromised here, bud? Like it's for the kids, are we keeping our journalistic uh unbiased perspective
1: here? No, I mean, I think. I mean, I think he's probably you know has a has been out of him and Dean been more consistent and can probably be the better of the two. I mean, I think Dean has slightly higher ceiling, but. you you know we haven't seen the consistency we had you know smb started almost every single game for this bucks team last year came up huge in the playoffs he's got all pro on his mind and you know maybe you know i don't know we'll see but um so over so
0: murphy bunting also over ryan jensen also over antonio brown um Yeah,
1: I've got two wide receivers, you know, tight end. If they take Gronk, fine. I've got OJ. If they have OJ, fine, I take Gronk. I'm fine with that switch. Uh, Ryan Hansen, again, $10 million for a 30-year-old center. I think they can get better value on this roster. That's fair. I agree. Elsewhere, even if it is with a guy like Sue or JPP, who also, I think, like like I said, I think the value players on on this roster on my list are Dean, Whitehead, Edwards, and Kappa. If you can get one of those guys, you know, if you can get Kappa – I think that's the way you go because you're getting him on a rookie deal and then next year you'll have the money as an expansion team to pay him and you'll have one of the better uh, right guards in the league. So I think that's the way they would go. Even if Brady was protected, I think, you know, wasn't protected, I think Kappa would be a really good choice (laughs) on this one.
0: Dragon Lope says Josh has lost his shit (laughs) since locker room imploded. (laughs) Give me oh, back the room. <laughs> Spotify green room now, folks. Follow Spotify. Peter Report over there. Yeah, <laughs> put a, oh, yeah. Of, me up, give put a fence people. around this man. <laughs> Dragon Lope is losing it. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, Tom is not going to Albuquerque. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Chris is a funny. Imagine saying you would protect SMB in Week Seven of last year. I mean, imagine saying it now, to be honest. Yeah. But also, definitely imagine saying uh, it. You're protecting Dean over SMB. I'm protecting a Dean or SMB. Did you say? Yeah. Uh, I'm not protecting either of them. Let's get my list up here. So you guys can go ahead, Matt, you lead lead this thing and let JC take some shots at me. Here's my list, fellas. Have at it. Terrible. Right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's
2: fine. Again, you, me, and Scott all have similar players, just different orders. It's just uh, all smart. I don't want to call it cookie cutter, but, you know, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's, the most uh I mean
0: I went Jensen over donovan Smith and that to me was the you know and and it's uh, the cap thing you brought you, you get more space with with Smith um and obviously Jensen's gonna be a free agent after this year so you've got a little bit and I just think jensen's a better player and I yes I agree that left tackles are harder to find but if Brady's my quarterback for the next couple years um yeah I think that I can get by with somebody else at left tackle and I like Donovan Smith I've, I've been on his side. My rationale was, I think I can replace that guy. Brady's always had a stud center. I wanna keep that stud Mm. center in place. I think he's a culture guy. I think he sets the the protections well, great communicator, brings the young guys along well, gonna be a future coach maybe in the league. There's a lot that he provides that I like with Jensen. So I went with him over Donovan Smith. That was really the only true sticking point I think for me. I mean, you can argue about age with with a guy like Levante David. it, I don't Saying saying this wasn't the order, by the way, for me, it just happened to be the order. That's oh, okay. It. it
2: just got placed that way. Yeah. The only thing for Jensen and in the interior line, I would say, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about when you and I, John were on the podcast the other day, previewing the mm-hmm. offensive and defensive line. I just think the bucks are better prepared to replace someone on the interior offensive line, whether, you know, if Jensen hypothetically leaves, you could put Hainsy in at center or you could, potentially move Marpet to center and, and put Stinney in there at guard, or I don't know if Kappa's taken snaps before or anything like that. Mm. But th- there's more things that you could do to maneuver with the offensive line than if you just lose Tristan War. Well, you wouldn't lose worse in this situation. But right. if you lose Donovan Smith, I, ju- I just like the possibilities that, uh, that, that you can man. go with in the middle of the offensive
0: line. yeah, G Vegas and, I- and Odson. I just want to touch real quick too, cause I know some people will be confused in here, but we've said it a couple of times. We'll keep saying it for people jumping in this cl- year's class. And last year's draft class did not need to be res- protected. So Werfs, Winfield Tryon, for example, like the big names guys that we would probably see protected. Maybe those guys didn't need protected just like in the NHL. Actually the NHL, it's even more, it would be Devin white's class as well for the NHL, but yeah. I didn't want to make it too, to me. That would have made it too easy. So I, I kept that class in there and just said first and rookie first year player, one year players and rookies are, are protected.
1: I, I think one of the, the, the toughest exercises of this was looking at the team and seeing, OK, where can I take away pieces but still be successful? And while doing that also is who are the guys on here that are either because of their contract size, because of their veteran status or how old? On they played the right might not be attractive to players uh, to other to the te- the expansion draft uh, mm-hmm. team and, and that would be far, Levante right? Do you look at exactly. Levante that way? That's exactly where I was getting at. I think that's yeah, why right. we all looked at Levante David and said, okay, you know, he's a guy that if you take Levante David away, you know, you have Devin White, sure, you have Shaq Barrett, but if you're not protecting JPP, you know, mm-hmm. now you're. So that's the thing with me. I, I thought if I could leave. I, if I had Barrett White and David, I could leave JPP. If JPP got taken, well, I've got Joe Tryon, who you know you don't know what he's going to look like, but at least I've got uh you know a talented player there at that position, and you know right. that's kind of how I went through, and that's why I have the same thing with 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 uh, as Matt with the Jensen issue. Um, I love Jensen as a player, but at ten million dollars or thirty, I'm for at thirty for year old center. I'm okay with putting him at risk. If I was going to protect an extra lineman that wasn't Donovan Smith, it would have been Alex Kappa, mm-hmm. um, because I, I just think that obviously younger, cheaper, and you know you might be able to get him, resign him next year. Yeah, and with Hainsy, if he's going to be the true backup at center or Sidarius Hutchinson,
0: my guy wins
1: next year. Right. Yeah.
0: It's. A- the whole Levante conversation would be most interesting. To me, the Brady thing is like any just the name, the notoriety, the right. the, the skill level. Like he, he's clearly going to take him. But Levante, it's a two year deal. It's a decent amount of money for a linebacker. If you're an expansion team, you're trying to stay under the cab. You can take two players from every team. Like it's it's eventually you have to think about those kind of things. At that, that position, what's that?
1: You can take two players or just I thought it was just one.
0: Probably two players. Well, I mean, think oh, about how for many the NFL. Yeah, it's, yeah, double, it's the NFL, eyes, yeah. double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So it would probably be two, and you're not going to take the best two players from every Change team. Like right. a guy like Kappa is going to get, t- you know, or even he's going to be a free agent. You know, you'd have some guys getting taken. Like a Jamal Dean would probably get taken. You know, somebody like that would probably get swiped. Mike Edwards, those yeah. guys could get swiped up. So yeah, you probably look at losing those guys to keep Levante obviously in the Buck Super Bowl window. Though I would just do that. You know, if you were a different team, a different situation, I might. I might take the young guys and leave a really, really good player who's clearly better, like Levante, uh, available for another right. And Right,
2: and that was my rationale for it, is that Levante and Devin are arguably the best linebacker duo in the NFL. They probably are, but, you know, people have arguments, whatever. So you got to say arguably before anything because people will lose their minds. <laughs> but, like, why would you take something away when you know you're in win now? you got one Super Bowl. If Brady plays for two more seasons like it's expected, you're talking about they could potentially win three Super Bowls in a row, and don't get me wrong, I really like Kevin Minter, especially as a backup. He's proved that he can come into a situation as a backup and play in a game or two, but I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want Devin White and Kevin Minter as your two middle linebackers for all 17 games this season. That's mm-hmm. a little bit too risky. I think with this team in win-now mode, just knowing the production you get from both of those guys, and you know it's top-tier level production, you can't give that up right now. You just can't. Right. I agree. I um, SMB
1: over Dean because SMB started more games than Dean this year. Dean might have the higher upside, but at least I know what I'm going to get with SMB. I'm going to get frustrated a couple of times, but you know, mm-hmm. that's that's why I went that route.
0: Right. G Vegas says go both, both cornerbacks. Oh, sorry, JC. G, G Vegas says hot topic or hot take, I guess you mean. So I would protect Donovan Smith. He is a quality starting left tackle, barely misses a game. To have Smith, Marpet and Wurfs would be great. I agree. I mean, I I understand the perspective for Smith for sure. Um, I understand the argument for Jensen. I don't necessarily think uh, one or the other. Wow. Dragon Lope. Wow. You're dishing out hot takes. Whoa. Donovan Smith over Chris Godwin.
2: Whoa.
0: Wow. Is it just a contract? Like you think you're going to have to pay Godwin at the end of it and you'd rather not, you'd rather not skill just injury and money concerns with Godwin. Okay. I can see it. Although I think it'd be crazy to not protect Godwin. You got it. You gotta at least be able to get something for Yeah, I mean, Ray he's Goddard. the young
2: he's the youngest out of all the receivers, or like you know, the out of the, the top three receivers that mm-hmm. the Bucks have. Again, if you're thinking long term, I think you'd rather lean towards Godwin than in the other receivers. If you're talking strictly from an age standpoint, I do agree that the money really puts a whole cog into the machine because
0: can you yeah. imagine this if this act if this was a real draft and the Bucs protected Donovan Smith over Chris Godwin? The average well, I mean,
2: I wouldn't want to this be uh, in charge of, uh, you know, any of the social media teams over there. Fans not be that I thing.
1: just traded Cameron Brate in a fourth-round draft pick to protect everybody else on my roster. So I automatically win. <laughs> what did you do? I traded a fourth-round draft pick in Cam Brayton to the expansion teams uh, to protect everybody else on my
0: roster. So we're good. <laughs> you traded Cam Brayton for a fourth-rounder?
1: No, and a fourth-rounder
0: to oh, protect him. To protect okay.
1: it, so they would take Cam So Oh, you did
0: a bet you did a backdoor deal type of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right, let's get Matt's List up here here. Let's finish this thing off. Look at this thing. Before actually before we talk about Matt's list, let me tell you all about something even I know it's hard to imagine, but something even better than Matt's List. Our friends over at underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. I'm talking big cash prizes. On Underdog Fantasy, you just draft. There's no need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. It's just best ball. They pull your top scores from your roster every single week in season. It's awesome. You don't have to worry about the management or the waiver wire or any of that stuff. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up. So you can take a free shot at a one million dollar grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. In fact, there's one I think it's three point five million out there, and the, the grand prize is first place is over a million, I think, uh, on one of. The, so go to their site, UnderdogFantasy.com. You can put in this twenty five dollars that they give you and enter this chance to win a million. <laughs> it seems like a great opportunity to me. So the the free twenty five dollars in, pro, in promo and bonus cash on Underdog if you use the promo code Pewter P E W T E R to make your first deposit. It's just easy to use. And that's the other thing I love. The the, the aesthetic is great. The mobile app is great. It's user-friendly. It's very self-explanatory. Just going to be honest, like ESPN, Yahoo, I don't feel like they're always that clean. And I think Underdog Fantasy, it's just so clean. It's easy to use. It looks great. And so check it out. Get that free $25 in bonus cash. Use that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. Go to the App Store. Go to Google Play Store. Get underdogfantasy.com. And I mean, opportunities to have a lot of fun. This season with prop bets and all kinds of stuff over to underdog. It's really, really awesome stuff. So I'm super excited about our partnership with them and excited to see Bucks fans start experiencing the wonders of underdog fantasy. All right, Matt. No hot takes here, right? Like are we have the Not same? Really. List it's pretty much for Donovan to, and Denson.
2: It's it's pretty much to the point. I think it's all of the the best Bucks players. Again, I tried to balance long term future, which is why you see Devin White up at the top. I mean, He's a cornerstone of this franchise. The Bucks, their whole history is based around great middle linebackers, Derek Brooks, Levante David, Devin White's the next in line. He led the team in tackles this year. He'll lead the team in tackles. I'm willing to bet for you know the next at least five or six seasons at a minimum if the Bucks resign him to a long contract, which I think we all believe that they will, or at least they definitely they should. That same goes for for Vita Vea, You know, a, a younger guy. He's a beast up front when he's playing. He's, you know, unbelievable. Ryan Suckup did not make the list. It, it was close, but he's
0: like, uh, got a kicker. We're gonna get rid of him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I hit, there's a lot. I mean, I if I'm an end of expansion, if I'm an expansion team, I'm probably not taking a kicker. But I probably also would take one younger than Suckup. I mean, I know Suckup's coming yeah. off a good year, but I don't think they'd lose Suckup. But yeah, yeah so I, I wouldn't protect like that. I would never protect the kicker. Right? I, I mean, that, was. that would just be ridiculous. Now, I really thought Scott was going to protect the kicker with this list. <laughs> I I teased him last night. I was like, I know Ryan Suckup's going to be on your list, and I I really thought that he would be. But this is, I mean, the only difference. So people basically in the chat vote this way. Would you rather have the nine that Scott and Matt and I agreed on, or would you rather have Ryan Jensen or Donovan Smith, like Matt and Scott had? I had Ryan Jensen on there, so. I had to That's say the
1: list as Matt, except take out Tom Brady and put an <laughs> Yeah,
0: It's <laughs> funny. I thought putting Donovan Smith on
2: the list, that was one of the picks where I thought people would kind of get on my case for, but it was nice to see it. Like half the other people that made these lists all have Donovan Smith on it. No, so. yeah,
0: he was 11 for me. Donovan yeah. Smith was 11 for me. So I I get that one completely. Um, Brian Jensen was 11 for me. Yeah. I mean, those are the guys that I think probably are on the fridge. Cut. Yeah. So the only difference with you, Josh was Brady. You just, you think he's going to retire? That's the only oh, Tom Brady. He's, not
1: going. he's not going. A, an expansion team is not going to draft him in two years when they can get a young. I mean, think about some of the young quarterbacks around the league that might be exposed. You know, are you are really going to draft Brady for a year just to put some tickets in when you could draft a young guy like Kappa and Dean and have an outside cornerback and a guard. Mm-hmm. You know, starting a, a really good starting guard. I just yep. feel like guys that are still left over are more attractive than Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, there's going to be, there certainly would be a lot. I would think you would, that's another reason why I think suck up would be safe is the Bucks have the best roster in the league. And so there would be players taken from the other spot. So I don't think you'd have to worry about suck up, uh, in that situation, but even so you got to be able to replace a kicker. It just is what it is. Hey, speaking. Jose, uh,
1: what's his last name, John?
0: (laughs) Borrellas or (laughs) Borrellas. don't know how to
1: say his last name. That's I what have I no
0: know. clue. It's like it's got a lot of letters. That's all I know. A lot of letters. Hey, if you're uh, geared up for this Buck season, and you're excited about this Buck season. You got to know about our friends over at Loose Cannons Travel. They are doing some awesome stuff this season, including putting together travel packages for Bucks fans to go to away games in New Orleans and Los Angeles for the Rams. for the matchup against the Rams. And uh, in Atlanta as well to play against to go against the Falcons. These packages are absolutely outstanding. I mean, these guys have thought of everything, and it's like a whole weekend kind of mapped out for. Here's an example of one looks like you could see the prices there. If you can get this is for the one in L.A. If you can get four people to go, it's a, like a little over a thousand each to go. And look at what it includes: a hotel stay, Friday night party, Saturday night pepper. All these are VIP parties too that and they're getting you into. Sunday that- cater, tailgate, tickets to the game you got to check this out. Go over to loosecannonstravel.com. You can see all the details. Get a feel for how all these trips are going to play out. But you can see here's the New Orleans one. You can see the price per person. You can get four people out to this event. Uh, It's game changer stuff. They've thought of everything. They have taken care of everything. And it's going to be a nice, relaxing, fun trip. And you're going to get the tickets to the game just in and of itself. I mean, my goodness, what a deal. Loose cannons, man. Plus, Friday
1: night in L.A., the one you just showed, it's going to be a booze cruise, and Saturday they're going to have Jason Light and Jake Arians out there. Maybe maybe even some players stopping by. And New
2: Orleans on Halloween? Like, that's insane
1: right the,
0: g vegas wants to know is Peter report joining the la party potential is there potential is certainly there for Peter report to join the la party it all depends on what the league lets us do in terms of away games and press box space and all that kind of stuff so we'll find out here very soon hopefully or they'll maybe tell us right before week one starts i don't know they've done that before too so we'll see we'll find out but this was fun guys i thought this exercise was pretty good i think that we all had the opportunity to think a little bit like a gm in these situations but the Bucks necessarily weren't with the rules we put in place. At least it wasn't maybe the toughest, but still, you have to kind of be able to throw up your hands and realize you're probably going to lose a couple good players.
2: Sure. Yeah, that's that's how it goes, and you know, a lot of times GMs got to make those difficult decisions. There's going to be roster cuts coming up with training camp right around the corner, and uh, I it's tough for them to do it, but that's why they get yep. paid the big bucks. For us, right. we just get to get ridiculed by uh, you know, by the fan base on, online.
0: And, and each other. And each other, yeah. <laughs> Occasionally each other. <laughs> it was almost sure. like a roast a little it bit. It was. It was yeah. a mini roast, yeah, not, yeah. It wasn't not too many inflammatory things, but a mini roast for sure. Hey, next week on the podcast, it's training camp coverage. That's what it is. We're going to have training camp covered wall-to-wall in the show ideas that we have for this upcoming season uh, over at pewterreport.com. It is I'm telling you, it is such an exciting time right now. We've got so many show ideas that we're pumped about for the season. Expansion of our efforts on YouTube is going to be coming here. Uh, there's going to be a lot for people to get excited about and enjoy, especially on game days. And so uh, we are excited to for all of you to be on this journey with us for sure. And training camp is going to be kind of the first phase of that next week. You're going to see a lot of that stuff happen and the Pewter Report podcast is going to be covering. We're going to be out there covering each day of practice and uh, these guys are going to have a covered Extremely well on the podcast as well, JC. I looked, I saw you were raising your hand. Like, yeah, in the
1: we have our first Buccaneer player who's speaking out against the vaccine. I'll give you a guess who it is. I
0: I don't want to guess. <laughs> Leonard um, Fournette.
1: Leonard Fournette tweeted out, "Vaccine, I can't do it." Dot 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 dot.
0: Yeah, we're gonna see player reaction wow. for sure. We'll have to first monitor, engage all of that. So, uh, there and there mean, it's Tony gonna come. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna eventually come from the Bucks as well. So we'll. Be monitoring all of that as we always do. We have you covered with all things Bucks next week on more editions of the Peter Report podcast. Out. Bucks ring.